that means that I've grown as a person in the last, you know, 12, 13 years. So that's exactly what, uh, what you're looking for. Um, as you grow older, I want to suck for life. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as you have a goal, that's what's important. Absolutely. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 62 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Today's date is Friday, January 31st, 2020. Want to start off the top? Apologize to you folks for missing last time we were supposed to be in this feed. Uh, We had gremlins in all kinds of respective machines. Nothing worked right. We tried. I apparently missed something with Skype being saved, and it was a whole load of nonsense. So thanks for bearing with us. But... If you are one of our patrons, you have gotten uh, multiple episodes this month because you need Jeff, Mike, and Evan in your ears. So um, right up off the top, uh, my name is Jeff Crisco, and I am here with my co-hosts, Mike Valverde and Evan Hoovler. We're going to do things different. Instead of me asking them how they're doing, we're going to probe into their lives. So Mike, Evan, tell me about the last movie you saw. I watched a horrible movie yesterday. Where five girls, five teenage girls go, okay, five teenage girls go into the woods and there's a scary guy with a gun. And so they try to leave. They try to leave and the station, the old station wagon won't start because they drain the batteries charging their cell phones. All right. And it it keeps being horrible and horrible. And then it got so bad it was good. Uh, In the last scene, they pull up to guy with a gun's house because it turned out he was a good guy they pull up to his house (laughs) in a brand new white range rover what yeah it was awesome i'm like okay that was a different car and it wasn't working you didn't resolve either of those things that was they did that was the highlight they cut the scene where they carjacked somebody pistol with them like i think i watched with my kids my kids were like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen like why is there a new car there and what was this fantastic movie called uh, let me look it up. Uh, I'll get back to you. Well, while Evan's looking that up, Mike, you're always in the movie theater. What was the last movie you saw? Um, now, now we have to specify complete movie saw or partial movie saw because I watched a partial movie yesterday. But of course, if you're talking about a complete movie, then that's a whole different story. Let's talk. Uh, well, why'd you stop watching the the? Was the partial movie that bad, or was it? No, the partial movie is really great. I love the animation, uh, this different style of animation. I don't know what it's called, but um, no, I was in. I had I had to eat dinner. Uh, uh, what movie was that? Uh, Klaus. Oh, Klaus. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that pop up. What was okay? So, what was the last full movie you saw then? The last full movie I saw was 1917. Uh, oh, so you saw the the one shot movie. The one shot movie. Yeah. So how did you like 1917? 1917 is amazing. Now, if you're in, if it depends on the mindset of, of the viewer, okay? Um, if you're going in thinking you're going to get this uh, rich, plot, detailed, characterization movie, this isn't going to be for you. It, it's, it's totally about um, just the, the magical way they, they make this look like a total one-shot movie uh Mm. it's and it's thrilling um it's 
it's amazing. It, it's everything that outside of if you think, okay, um, I want a plot enriched characterization movie because it's it's basically from point A to point Z um, and no in between. Whoa. And you're you're on a ride. You're on a roller coaster ride, and it's really really immersive. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Evan, what was the name of your movie? Did you find that? I think Amazon may have pulled it. Oh, they might have. I don't know. The good thing about Amazon is they have no quality assurance. So you get some garbage <laughs> on there. And you get some really interesting cheap films, too. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to get. No, I mean, that's that's fun. I, I was looking. I think uh, I saw a movie called Velocipaster about a guy who goes to somewhere in Southeast Asia, discovers that he has the ability to or he's a priest and he has the ability to transform into a dinosaur. So there's really no quality control about what uh, what shows up on there. Um, last movie I saw was actually two movies. Uh, we watched them um, last weekend. Uh, both of the chapters of the new It, uh, which was pretty good. It was all right. Did not need to have combined five hours runtime. I get why it did. I know the source is like a thousand pages long, but who boy, by the end, my wife and I were just kind of like, uh, when is this going to be over? Cause, uh, the second movie is uh, like 40 minutes longer than the first movie. And the first movie is like two hours and five minutes. It's, uh, it's a, uh, a slog to get through them. But they're, they're, they're good movies. You know, if they show up um, on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, they're worth your time, I think. And, Have you seen they, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, they are, I was just going to say, they are long. And they feel every second of uh, five hours combined. Because it's like... There's, you know, depending on when and where in the movie, there's between five and seven of these people. And they're like, okay, scary thing happens to this kid. Now scary things happens to this kid. Now scary thing happens to this kid. Now, and it just goes through all of them. And then it kind of repeats that formula in It Chapter 2, but they're adults now. Oh, okay. I get you. That's... Yeah. So what were you going to ask? Um, I was going to ask you if you've seen the one with John Ritter. I think it was a TV. Um, it was the first movie that was It that was... Uh... On TV, actually. The, was the one with Tim Curry Tim back in Curry, the day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every I scene have... with Tim Curry is amazing. Every other scene, it's horrible. I've just seen clips with uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise. I haven't seen the rest. It, it's it's okay. Uh, I yeah. think Evan, Evan puts it pretty perfectly. Anything yeah. Curry is pretty fun outside of that. Man. Yeah, I've always... um. That's what I've always heard is it's like, you know, it's kind of an iconic role for Tim Curry and the rest of the movie. You can take it or leave it. So, all right. Did you find me down the rabbit hole here? I'm obsessed with finding this movie. All right. Well, <laughs> it's not. All right. So we'll pause the podcast. Not really. We're not going to do that. But um, Evan, you have probably about two minutes while I do all the intro stuff here. So okay, I'm going to a way to watch, see what I've watched. I'm going to Google it. There you go. So while Evan does that, I'm going to throw him some congratulations. Uh, this happened on the podcast that was eaten by gremlins. We announced this. But Evan is a writer association fantasy football article of the year. The article on the website, I'll put it in the a link to it in the description. It's called an obituary for my father. Fantasy advice for players on new teams. And he's up against some heavy hitters, boy. He's up against um, who are you up against? You're up against uh, um like Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Ratcliffe, uh, Jamie Eisenberg, and Brad Evans, right? Yep, guys who go to big buildings to work. And here I am at my kitchen table typing out copy. <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a huge deal for us. It was a great article. It was very uh, soul bearing, and uh, 
uh, you know, multiple guys like I, I, I know Jeff Ratcliffe has said that it was an amazing article. And I know Jamie Eisenberg back when you wrote it, you tweeted it at him and uh, he said it was really great. So we just need um, uh, Brad Evans to concede. And then the the fifth guy who's uh, who's um, nominated to concede. And we can just sort of uh, just say, hey, you know what? Everybody else decided that Evan wins this thing. So don't even bother. <laughs> I don't want to win on merit. Yeah, you want, hey, you know what? Flags fly forever. <laughs> There's going to be no asterisk if everybody concedes. Um, but uh, that's exciting. And they are going to announce that on February 5th, you said, right, Evan? February 5th on Sirius XM Fantasy. There you go. And uh, I may have to sign up for Sirius XM Fantasy free trial so that I can listen live and get all excited or sad. Um, so if this is your first episode you found us through twitter or um the website footballabsurdity.com uh you can go ahead and find us on uh, apple music iHeartRadio, google Podcasts. we're back on spotify uh we had some trouble there uh we're on stitcher and wherever else you get podcasts uh when you go ahead and subscribe go ahead and leave a rating and review us they like that and uh, we like that they like that um so for this week um this has been our super bowl week on the website we've put up predictions we've put up um a breakdown of uh, what I call uh, how they win, uh, sort of breaking down an important uh, player position group and stat for both the Niners and the Chiefs for Super Bowl uh, for the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, we've put up uh, fascinating facts. Evans put up a couple of those uh, articles, um, Super Bowl halftime shows we wish we could see. Um, what else do we have, Evan? Oh, prop bets we wish existed. And then um, we will go ahead and uh, top it off this week with our Super Bowl preview podcast that uh, we're going to go through today. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's FBallAbsurdity on Twitter. But if you want to join the discussion, it's tiny.cc slash absurdity. Um, a lot of good guys in there, a lot of good discussions. Um, and um, uh, it's it's a good place to be. Uh, I just made a, a channel for Dynasty because uh, somebody asked for it. I'm a very passive and uh, um, uh, helpful admin. Pretty much if you ask for a channel, you're going to get it. <laughs> so um, we do have a new absurdist. Uh, he's actually been an absurdist with us for a while. Absurdists are people who sign up for us to help us on Patreon. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash football absurdity or the support button at the top of the website, you become a patron and it's a uh, three bucks a month. Uh, our patrons have access to uh, during the regular season, a second episode a week um, during the off season. It's uh, every other week. Uh, we have one in the main feed, one in the uh, uh, Patreon feed. And in the off weeks, we do have an article for our patrons. This week was a, uh, uh, Evan, Mike, myself, and the uh, uh, founder of the website, Waleed, all picked a couple prop bets, and and we we kind of put down our thoughts on those prop bets, um, real prop bets with odds and everything, um, not silly prop bets like uh, we uh, we came up with for the article. And uh, you can access that if you're a patron on just go to patreon.com. It should be one of the posts. You should have also gotten an email. Um, but our new absurdist, Christopher Munsell, welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you for signing up. Um, you uh, have access to all the back catalog. I I don't know why you would want to listen to it. I don't think you need to hear advice about, uh, you know, week eight of the of the 2019 season, but we appreciate you being aboard. Um, and we do have a new sponsor alert. In the past, we were sponsored by Draft. Draft merged with FanDuel. Uh, Draft is no longer. Uh, it is now part of the FanDuel uh, family. And as such, we are part of FanDuel as well. We are brought to you by FanDuel. If you want to help us out, go to fanduel.com slash football absurdity. I believe the promo code is football absurdity. Uh, if you sign up, you get five free bucks with a deposit. Helps us out a lot because it lets them know that we sent you there. So um, again, that's uh, fanduel.com slash football absurdity. 
And boys, let's get on to the Super Bowl. Super First, I have the movie name. Oh, what's the movie name? Are you ready for this? Oh boy. Be still and no. Beast. What? <laughs> How many languages was that translated through in Google Translate? <laughs> and there's nothing in the movie about being still or knowing anything. Like, be it's still like it was, and it just no. Rolled a dice with words on it. Wow. No wonder I couldn't remember. Be still. Yeah, that sounds like it was like, uh, you know. You know, stay quiet and watch out. And it went through like 12 different languages and then came out as be still and no on <laughs> Google Translate. Oh boy, that's a heck of a movie title. Although, let's be clear here it is not a great movie title either. Um, I would have called it Scary, Scary Clown Movie. Um, I wouldn't have called it that. Anyways, Super Bowl Chiefs 12 and 4, Niners 13 and 3. It's going to be 3 30 p.m. Pacific. Chiefs one and a half point favorites, and it's a 54 point over under. We're going to go through the game, but I'm going to start with this. Let, let's take a, a, a quick thought over or under 54 points. Where do you guys think this ends up? Over. Over? Evan? You have one of the best offenses on one side, and the other side of the ball, you have a really not great defense. So, yeah, let's go over. You're going to go over? Okay. I'm, I'm also going to go over, but here's the thing about this game. Would you, okay, so would you be surprised if it ended up being 37-34, either team winning? No, right? Would, sure. Would you be surprised if it ended up being 34-3, to either team winning? No. Yes. You would be surprised, Evan. Okay, so who, could you see either team pulling off 34-3? to No. Okay, so it's it's a you think it's going to be a high scoring game, no matter yes. what. I am good at radio. <laughs> I'm I'm great at asking uh, yes or no questions. <laughs> so Mike, you said you could see it either way. Um, so let let's start let's start there. So um, how do the Niners hold the Chiefs' offense to three points? And then if you want to go into vice versa, because you said you could kind of see it either way. How do the Niners hold the Chiefs to three points, and how do the Chiefs hold the Niners to three points in this one? Well, okay, so the way the 49ers hold the Chiefs to three points is the fact of their their running game is -hmm. is probably the best, right? I mean, you you have three players – um, that can carry the ball, that have their distinct roles. And when you can run the clock and then on top of that play the, to the level of defense they've been playing when once now everybody's healthy, at least I think everybody's healthy, um, they're, they're having no problems with any offense whatsoever. And so it, yeah, I mean, so you run the ball and you play great defense and you never allow Kansas City on the field and – you can look back at how the Colts did it um, with Marlon Mack and mm-hmm. how many points the Chiefs scored. I mean, they scored more than three points, but I think you're thinking more of a, a of a you know a team that's not scoring very many points like they should. So, say they even score ten points against the 49ers, right? It's still not what you expect by far. And um, yeah, I really think that the 49ers could just if you combine those two elements, easily hold the Chiefs to three, ten points, whatever. Okay. And so, yeah, let's call it 10 points instead of three points. Cause I, I don't see either team getting kept out of the end zone in this one, but how would the chiefs 
Because the Chiefs defense has been playing well, but they're not, you know, a stifling defense. How would they keep the Niners to 10 points? Like, how, how do you see that happening? Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs front is, is pretty weak as far as uh, defending the run. So what, what the Chiefs do is use their overpowering offense to score a lot of points. And then what that forces the other team to do is play catch up by passing the ball. This is where their game is. This is where their defense lies, is mm -hmm. secondary um, intercepting passes. I think they're third or fourth in the NFL in interceptions and getting after the quarterback. So if you're forced now to throw because the Chiefs jump up 24 to nothing on you, then you're in big trouble. So yeah. I, I could see that happening where the Chiefs just blitz, blitz score the 49ers, let's say, I don't know, a turnover and a punt return and a touchdown, right? All of a sudden now the 49ers are down 24-0. Uh, so what do they need to do? Well, they need now to put the ball in Garoppolo's hands and have him pass more often. And as the clock runs, then you have more and more passes occurring, especially if you're down 24-3, you know, 31-10, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's how I see the Chiefs. Um, winning like 37 to 10 or 37. I think the key of the Chiefs offense is their defense stopping the run. If they sell out and stop the run, the 49ers can score through the air, but the the 49ers defense won't get to rest and Kansas City can just boat race them until they're exhausted. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I I I have trouble with with um feeling comfortable about the 49ers in this game. Because if this is your first episode, I'm a 49ers fan. I've also been a nervous wreck all week. Um, but I, I think about Richard Sherman running go routes with Tyreek Hill or Mecole Hardman. And I think about Emmanuel Mosley doing the same thing all game long. And eventually they're going to start to tire out. And I think that that's a big reason why the Chiefs did two comebacks to get it get to the Super Bowl. You know, they they had the big one against the um against the uh oh my god, Texans. Houston. Yeah, Houston. They had the big one that everybody knows about 24 nothing, but then they also were down 10 nothing or 13 nothing against the Titans. Um and um so they did have to kind of mount a little bit of a comeback. But I think you're both right and Mike, I think you're especially right about if the Patriot or the Patriots, boy, Super Bowl. I'm used to talking about the Patriots. Uh, if the Chiefs can punch the Niners in the mouth, I think then that's that's when the Niners get into trouble. Especially because the Niners love to work over the middle of the field, so you're not um, doing these. You know, you're you're getting a lot of yards after the catch with the Niners. It's a lot of crossing routes that uh, you know Jimmy Garoppolo throws a guy open. It's not a lot of you know, 30 yard bombs down the field where you get these 30 yards in four seconds, you know, their, 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 their plays take time. They also have a lot of pre-snap motions, which take a lot of time. I think they're, if not the highest, they're one of the highest. They have pre-snap motion on four out of every five plays, um, which is just kind of Shanahan's Shanahan's deal. It gives a uh, Garoppolo keys on what he's looking for and everything. And uh, it confuses the defense. So I, I hear a lot of the sentiment that Mike, that you gave that, you know, I could see this being uh 31 10, uh, you know, either direction, but I don't, I don't really buy it. Cause you know, the, the Niners defense, they have, I mean, um, Aaron Rodgers scored three straight touchdowns against them last week or two weeks ago in the second half. 
they tend to take their foot off the gas. And I hope that 28 to three has taught Kyle Shanahan. You cannot do that in the Super Bowl, but they tend to take their foot off the gas and better teams can um, take advantage of that. Um, Vikings weren't able to, uh, the Seahawks were able to in week 17 and the um, Packers were able to uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago. So I don't really see the Niners blowing out the chiefs in, in any reasonable world, the same way. I don't really see the chiefs blowing out the Niners um, in any reasonable world, because like Mike, you said, running the football, the Niners are going to run the football and they're going to, they're going to do what they want to do. And they're going to attack the middle of the field. And that's the weakness of the chiefs defense. So I am not one of those guys that really sees a blowout happening either way. Um, I think no matter what happens on Sunday, I think this is going to be a great football game. I mean, I, I don't think that's a contra- controversial statement or a hot take. You have um, two teams with no significant, glaring, massive, exploitable weaknesses. Um, you have two teams that, uh, you know, with great play callers and Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. I just, I'm excited. Even if I wasn't a Niners fan, I think this is going to be a good game. So, um, so we started, you know, uh, if we think, uh, either team's going to get blown out and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So, um, so let's just get into, um, how we think the game's going to go. Um, um, I think all of us picked the over on this one. Uh, Mike, you started discussing first. So Evan, let's talk to you. How do you see this? Like in your mind's eye, how do you, how do you see this chiefs Niners matchup kind of playing out? I think the Chiefs are going to let the Niners get out to a 10-0 lead because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they'll then they'll catch up as the defense starts to get tired, and and we'll see. I think I think it's definitely a good idea. I don't I'm not in a state where you can bet, but I like the uh, second half outscoring the first half bet. I think it's going to take a while for these teams to warm up, but once they do and the defenses get tired, I think it's going to be a race. And yeah, I think it could end up 34-31. All right, who do you have taking it down? You know, before the playoffs started, I picked the Chiefs over the Niners. Now the playoffs have started, and I've gotten exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I I flip-flopped, and I think the Niners now are more complete. See, this is this is the key. This is how you became a Fantasy Sports Writers Association finalist, is you put both opinions out into the world, and then you only hype the one that ends up being correct, right? Yep, they're all fortune teller strategy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I agree. I, I about the 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 Chiefs come get uh, letting the Niners get out to a lead. The Niners have scored on their first possession fourteen games, or first possession of the first or second half in fourteen games this year out of eighteen. So the Niners get off to a good start, um, and the Chiefs kind of over. We saw the last couple of weeks they start slow. Personally, I think that's the only chance the Niners have to take down the Chiefs because of this just wearing factor. The Chiefs offense, Michael Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they get harder and harder and harder to defend as the game goes on. And the the physical the the physical traits of these players, their speed, their athleticism starts to wear opponents down. So if the Niners have any chance of taking this one down, they have to start strong. And as we saw against the Texans, that might not even be enough. 24 nothing might not be enough, but they need to come out, punch 
the Chiefs in the mouth. That's the only chance that they have. So, Mike, how do you think this one plays out? What do you see in your mind's eye happening in this game? You know, I'm so conflicted with this because I'm, I'm sort of like you in the reverse. I hate the 49ers. I hate right. since, since Joe Montana and, I mean, and then I have a brotherly rivalry with him, with my brother. Uh, so, it's like, okay, I can see... I can see the Chiefs winning, but I don't know if that's because I don't like the 49ers or <laughs> I could see um, and I could see the 49ers winning because it's like, well, they do have a great run game and they do have a great defense. And it's always what I've said from the very beginning. I think even on the podcast, I said, I don't even believe that wherever the 49ers finish, whether it was a six seed or whatever, they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's because of their defense and run game. Mm-hmm. So do I stick with what I believe? I, you know, I'm, I'm totally confused. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because I disdain the 49ers. And <laughs> just leave it at that. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. What do you have as the final score, do you think, ballpark? I mean, I think it should be close. But really, I, I just feel like the Chiefs, if they're going to win this, it's going to be a blowout. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like, you know, 48 to the to, to 20 kind of game. Wow. 48 to 20. That would be a heck of a game. So, okay. So this is, this is kind of, I, I don't see if the Niners lose, I don't see it being a blowout. It's not how they're put together. They haven't been blown out once this season. Their biggest loss, uh, was against of all teams, the Falcons and that's because they tried an insane hook. They were down by one point, tried an insane hook and ladder on the kickoff to um, score a touchdown. Falcons jumped all over it and scored a touchdown. So they lost by seven points in that one. That was their biggest loss this year. And they were also coming off a, a huge victory. Um, who was it against the Saints? The last yeah, week? that was yeah, that was uh, coming off the Saints game. So they were that was a come down and the Falcons were surging at that point. They were playing pretty well. That was in the part of their second half surge. So I don't see the 49ers getting blown out. That that's the only thing. And that's not me putting on my fan my fan hat, my fan goggles because I am if I need to be one of the most critical uh people about the 49ers around cuz I don't want to be accused of homerism, so I have to be overly objective. I let you guys talk me out of the 49ers making the playoffs in the preseason. Um, you know, I wanted when Mike pressed me about a month and a half ago about where I thought the four or two months ago at this point, where I thought the 49ers were going to end up. I said, maybe the four or the, I'm sorry, it said maybe the five seed. Cause I thought the Seahawks would win the division. I have been cautious in my optimism to prevent being looking like a Homer. Um, but I think that the Niners have it in them to take this game down. I think it's going to be a, a shootout. Um, we've seen that though. I mean, the 49ers average the second most points in the league. The chiefs were fifth, but that's, that's a misleading stat because um, Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap. I think he missed two games, but he was not right for a long time. So the chiefs ranking below the 49ers in um, points per game is it's a little misleading, but it's, it, it does speak to the point that, the Niners were second in the league in points per game. They averaged 29.9 points per game. So I see, I've seen a lot of talking heads, a lot of people uh, say, well, you know, the Niners could possibly hold the Chiefs to say 27 or 28 points. But how are the Niners going to score 30? 
It's like, well, the Niners score 30 almost every game. You know, that that's that's in their DNA is to win these close games. And I kind of see this one like a third. I, I think I put 37-34. I can see that sort of thing, whether that's uh, a late touchdown to go ahead um, is probably what it's going to end up being. I do think that, like I said, I do think the Niners going to take this one down. And I do have some kind of surprising numbers. So I looked up on sharp football stats, very thorough, detailed, great website. If you want to find some stuff that, you know, kind of uh, under the hood or advanced statistic numbers, um, explosive plays, explosive pass plays specifically. Uh, those are plays that are... I, What's crazy is it doesn't define what that is. I had to go searching around to figure out what that is. It's plays of at least 15 yards, passing plays of at least 15 yards, rushing plays of at least 10 yards. The Chiefs rank eighth in explosive passing plays um, on the season, which was surprising because if you think the Chiefs, you think Tyreek Hill busting downfield and you think Travis Kelsey getting 20 yards a, a, a chunk and you think Damian Williams on a wheel route going for 18 yards but okay so the Chiefs were eighth so where do you guys think the Niners rank in explosive pass plays this year uh, I think they're up there they got to be top top I'm going to say top five just because they don't they don't score once when you when they get in the red zone so they got to be scoring from outside which means they got to be explosive so i'm going to say fourth did you give a definition for explosive uh at least 15 yards this is passing plays only so at least 15 yards downfield i don't know middle of the pack middle of the pack Seemed pretty average the san francisco 49ers had an explosive pass play on um 10 of their pass attempts um, on the year, and that was the most in the league. I'm sorry, 12%. 12% of their pass plays. They had 66 explosive plays this year on 544 pass plays. They had the highest rate of explosive uh, plays in the league. Just missed it. <laughs> and that, and Mike, you were right. They are up there. Um, the top five, t uh, San Francisco, and it's not necessarily an indicator of, of you know good <laughs> offense because San Francisco won, Tennessee two, Tampa Bay three. Tampa Bay was just, I'm going to, it was just Jameis saying, I'm going to chuck this ball 30 yards downfield. And, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, so that gives you an idea though, that the 49ers. That was a pretty bad guess on my part. Yeah, Evan, yeah. it's okay. You could do all that build up and the reveal stat is middle of the pack. average. Middle, middle of the pack. <laughs> hey, if it, if it makes you feel better, they're uh, closer to the middle of the pack in total explosive plays, I guess, because they don't pass that much, but they're still fifth. <laughs> but they're closer to the middle of the pack. So um, so they're the best at causing explosive plays in the pass game. Um, they uh, overall, I'll just take a look. They're number two in overall explosive plays. That includes run plays of at least 10 yards um, because they are seventh, surprisingly, in explosive running plays because their running plays usually go for, when they're really good, go for about eight yards. They're not, they, they don't have, I mean, if you ignore the Packers game, they don't have that burner that's going to go for a, a million yards. Um, they, they have them occasionally. Matt Breida will do it from time to time. Raheem Mostert will do it from time to time. But you don't have that number one back. Uh, you know, like Baltimore led the league in explosive run plays. Um, Arizona was actually uh, number two. Um, 
because you have, if your quarterback can get those run plays, it kind of boosts you up. Um, so uh, they don't have that quarterback thing. So they kind of are a little bit further down in explosive rush plays. So those are the offenses for the Niners. Um, you know, the Niners, number one explosive pass play, Chiefs number eight. And I really think it's going to come down to players breaking free. So I, I, that's why I think that the Niners will do a good job of keeping up with the Chiefs. When it comes to defensive on explosive pass plays, um, I won't play that game with you guys again. Chiefs rank seventh um, in explosive pass plays allowed, uh, seventh best. 49ers were the best. They were tied with Buffalo at, at limiting explosive plays. So that's what makes me so feel so good about the Niners staying step for step with the Chiefs and potentially pulling ahead because they're, if you look at these statistics, they're as good as the Chiefs are in both of these statistics. They're not even, not only as good, they're better. So when you're talking about the Super Bowl, two of the best teams in the league, two of arguably, no matter how you shake it up and spit them out, two of the top five teams in the league, the Niners just have a slight edge, you know, in these things. Granted, they have the best player on the field, Patrick Mahomes. That could make all the difference in the world. But that's kind of how I see the Niners pulling this one out, 37 to 34, somewhere in that ballpark. Am I insane? No, not at all. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting to me. We've all come at this different ways and we, we all have uh, different answers. So we've all had a chance at this point to hear everybody's discussion. So um, what, what each of us think is going to happen um, in the Super Bowl. So what we'll do now is we'll go around. We'll get final predictions down on wax. We had a kind of our preliminary one, but we have kind of been setting up a uh, uh, an argument here for how we think things are going to go. Some numbers, statistics, all that good stuff. So we'll start with Mike, the hater of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> what, you know, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think the final score is going to be? You can give a little uh, preamble, diatribe, however you want to call it first. Okay, so basically what I think this comes down to is can the Kansas City Chiefs um, protect Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes is mobile now. He's fully healthy. And that offensive line uh, allows, I think, one of the best um, sack protection rate. So they're, mm-hmm. they, they don't basically they don't let Mahomes hit the ground. That's going to stymie the 49ers. I see the Chiefs winning this 34-14. Wow, 34-14 Kansas City. I've said it a bunch of times, so I'll just say it again. 37-34. to 34. I think Niners, uh, the Niners have the Niners defensive line is the best unit in this game, but there are ways to beat them. Mobile quarterbacks is one of that. Well, uh, if you want to read more about that, check out my article, my, uh, prop bets on Patreon. So I think that that'll neutral. I think Patrick Mahomes will neutralize that pass rush, but I do think it's going to be high scoring game. 37 to 34 Niners. Uh, Evan, what about you? Before the playoffs started, I picked Kansas City over the 49ers, 37 to 33. But this week, I picked San Francisco over Kansas City, 24 13. 24 to 13. So we've got Mike's. Mike's on. One of us was going to end up on 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 an island. I'm just glad it's not me because that would make me feel like I was being a homer. <laughs> Mike's Mike's on Chiefs Island, 34 14. Evan says 24 13. I say 37-34, and uh, if that means if there's one piece of advice you want to take from this podcast, try to get a four in your Super Bowl squares, I guess. Yeah, right. uh, (laughs) 
Uh, we've got, uh, yeah, six scores here and four of them end in four. So try to get that number in your uh, uh, Super Bowl squares this week. So, Mike, you picked Kansas City to win it all in the preseason. I did. Yeah, I remember that. I just had a memory. Good I job. Have... You, you. They, Evan, that's a huge breakthrough. You haven't had a memory in a long time. <laughs> uh, put down my beard a long time that's why <laughs> all right so now we'll get into a little bit of fun part of this prop bets everybody loves prop bets we talked about it last year uh we are not going to talk the halftime show i listened back to last year's and we spent way too much time talking about maroon five so i'm well, not going to talk <laughs> bad radio I'm not going to talk about Shakira or J-Lo or anything like that. We're not talking those prop bets. But if you do want to talk about that, I have an article, Super Bowl halftime shows I'd like to see. Ooh, that's good radio. Plugs on footballabsurdity.com, footballabsurdity.com. Again, footballabsurdity.com. Um, so we'll switch over to prop bets. Uh, the three of us have each prepped three prop bets that we're going to propose to the other guys and see what we think is going to happen with those prop bets for uh, the Super Bowl. So just so you know, guys, I'm not going in the order on the document. So if I go out of order, don't worry. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to anchor this with my hastily researched. Prop bet. <laughs> and plus it's bad radio for me to list three prop bets, then Mike to list three prop bets, then Evan to list three prop bets. So we will start with my prop bet though, because um, I put mine in first. So I get to go first. I changed this line. So if you guys looked at this yesterday, I had three and a half sacks and then I looked into it a little bit more. I changed it to two and a half sacks. So will the 49ers get Patrick Mahomes? Will they sack him more or less than two and a half times uh, this weekend, this Sunday for the big game, the NFL championship, the Super Bowl? Evan, what do you think? God, there's 49ers are good. Two and a half seems low, but Mahomes can get out of sacks. Mm-hmm. I think it's under. I think Mahomes is good. It's just that good. All right. So under. Uh, so uh, let me. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes was sacked less than one time per game this year or slight. No, slightly over one time per game this year. He had 17 sacks and 14 games in the regular season. And um, he, I believe if this is correct, let me double check this. He got sacked twice last week. So he's still chugging along at just over a sack per game uh, for the season. Mike, with that information, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Evan here. I, I totally agree. It's going to be under under evan under mike under jeff over over homer let me run you down these sack numbers in all 12 games with d ford in the lineup three four two okay that's under four four three seven three five four six three six and three were in the playoffs I'm going over because D Ford turns this line into a completely different monster because you've got you're you're a uh, an offensive coordinator. Okay, you got five guys, maybe six. You, you if you if you leave a tight end in, so are you've got Nick Bosa, D Ford, DeForest Buckner, and Eric Armstead. You can double Nick Bosa. You can double D Ford. You can double Eric Armstead, and DeForest Buckner is still open. Or you can pick your poison. It's like there was a joke when the, you know, before the Warriors, everybody got broken and they're not good for this one year. Mike, don't 
I'm just saying for this one year, don't <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> there was a joke going around. Well, it's like, well, it's easy to beat the Warriors. You just double team Steph, double team Clay, double team KD. <laughs> you run out of players, you know, and that's kind of how I feel the 49ers defensive line working. I think I, I don't see the Niners getting six sacks like they got against Kirk Cousins last week or seven sacks like they got before. I see him getting three. I think they're going to get home against the 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 Chiefs a little bit on this one. And um, I, I don't see a lot, a ton of sacks, but I see three. I see threes in the cards. So I'm going to go over because they got two sacks. They got less than that once in the 12 games that D Ford's played at least five snaps. I'm not counting his cameo against the Saints as him playing in the game. Um, and that's 48 sacks in 12 games. So if I just did basic math, it says four. But I'm going to I'm going to let Pat Mahomes escape. But I'm just going to say three. So um, I'm going over on that one. OK, so Mike wants to know longest touchdown of the game over forty four and a half yards or under forty four and a half yards. So, Evan, let, let, let's think about this one. What do you think is going to happen for the longest touchdown of the game? I think there's two ways that can happen. I think the Kansas City defense can get tired and the 49ers do a long run. I also, of course, think that Kansas City's offense could hit one of their speedsters for a 50-yarder. Or Patrick Mahomes just runs 96 yards for a touchdown. So you're going over? Yeah, I'll go over. Over. So um, when I looked at this, I thought of... How many players in this game I would not be surprised if they had a 45-yard touchdown? Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Damian Williams. I'd be a little surprised with Travis Kelsey or George Kittle just because, you know, they, I think the both respective teams are going to key in trying to bottle those guys up. But they both have that in their bag of tricks. Then you get to the Niners side. Matt Breida, uh, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel. Emmanuel Sanders. I would not be surprised to see a 45-yard touchdown out of any of those players. Any of those players. So I'm going to say over just because, you know, these long touchdown runs, it's usually one error on the defense. And it's, 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 I could see it happening with all these different guys. Uh, the Niners coming with so many different looks. The Chiefs having so many guys that are just going to go over you, behind you, around you. Um, so I, I definitely see this one being over Mike, this is your prop bet. You better have an answer. <laughs> uh, and I do, uh, my answer is it's going to be under, 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 and you guys make excellent points and there's no doubt about it. You, there's a lot of speedsters, a lot of studs in this game, but if you look at the defensive side of the ball, both teams, um, have allowed just three touchdowns longer than 44.5 yards. That, that that's how well these teams play right. passing defense. And when you go when you only allow three times in the whole year for both teams, I, I'm going to have to go with an under on this. Let me ask you a question: How many of those were the Chiefs? Uh, the what do you mean? How many times did the Chiefs give up the long touchdown? Three times. I was going to say, I don't remember one from the Niners. <laughs> sneaky. See, that's how stats could be sneaky. <laughs> they, can, they can be definitely sneaky. And, they, you know, it, it's true. You just never know if how you want to look at it is how it's going to be. 
Yeah. So, uh, so um, on that one, um, Evan and I are going over. Mike is going under. Mike brings the good stats uh, for this one. Um, so we'll go ahead and move on to the next one, which is Evan. Will there be a safety? And I'm going to say yes, because I know football. Okay. And I know that the positions, one of them is called safety. So I'm going to take the easy money, <laughs> say yes, and pocket the cash. Will there be a quarterback? <laughs> yes. Uh, Negative 25 million. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, will Jimmy Garoppolo throw a pass? It's like, ooh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, so, Mike, let's start with you on this one. Do you think that there's going to be a safety in this game? No, I, I don't see that. Let's wait this, though. Would you take... What odds would you take in order to bet on a safety? To bet on a safety? Yeah. Oh, would man. Would you take seven to one odds? It's happened in nine Super Bowls. So there's been a safety in nine Super Bowls? Yeah. Uh, well, see, that's a percentage. <laughs> 17. What's that? 17, so one in six. One six. So there see, you go. One out of seven. I, I would take... 13 teams had one safety this year. Nobody had multiple safeties. So 256 games for there to be, or 265 games now, for there to be 13 safeties, you're going to have to give me some amazing odds. Like I'm talking like 100 to 1 odds. 50 to 1 odds. I'll take 50 yeah, to 1 odds. Jeff, Jeff did right in going to a larger sample size. The 9 out of 53 is such a small sample size. If you look back the last 10 years, there have been 2,304 safeties. With, uh, sorry, 2,304 games and only 95 safeties, which is 4.1%. So 1 in 25. Yeah. So I, I get, okay. So, um, so 1 in 25. I guess for me to make that bet, I'll take 30 to 1 odds because I'm not going to make it at 25 to 1. You know, because it's like, OK, so that's even money. If I want to feel good about the bet, I'll take 30 to one. So let's you know how people are betting on Bovada. It, the line opened at plus 900. So 10 to one. And now it's sitting at under six to one. Oh, boy. Wow. The payoff that people. So people are betting on safeties with bad odds. Wow. Really? That's crazy. I don't know why. Pe I, I guess people are, you know, we get this thing where we get kind of uh, uh apathy um where we run out of things to say and talk about and do and it's like uh especially in the two weeks up to the super bowl so i could see people starting to talk themselves into safeties um like today i can i, can, I think it's selective memory too i can remember like every safety of the last 15 years yeah so it seems it, like it happened more in, in the super bowl that is so it seems like it happened more than it really did yeah, because safeties are those those like, oh, boy, the offense really screwed up on this one place, you know, so they kind of stick in your head, the safeties. Um, the only safety that I really remember off the top of my head is the safety to end the game on Halloween a few years ago, because um, it was the Dolphins and Bengals. I remember that one off the top of my head, but, you know. I'm sure you remember the Super Bowl with Denver and Seattle. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. That, that one. They scored, yeah. they scored with 15 minutes still on the clock in the first quarter. Zero seconds had elapsed and there was a score. Absolutely amazing. That's incredible. So, all right. So I, I'm saying no to the safety. Uh, is everybody else saying no? No to your no to the to no. To win $100 on no, you'd have to bet $1,100. 
So I guess the only way to win is not to play. Yeah, it's this is war games, dude. There's, you know, what is it? What a strange little game. The only way to win is not to play. Yep, that's what I was quoting. Yeah, so I'm gonna say no. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not putting down a hundred bucks to win what, like eleven? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, I mainly brought it up because uh, I, when I first saw this, I'm like, no, don't bet on this. And then the line shifted, showing people were clearly betting yes when it was already bad odds. And I was like, okay, that's remarkable. <laughs> so, alrighty. So we'll, we'll uh, let's uh, go back up to the top, back to mine. Um, these are I, I made my prop bets up entirely, so I don't have odds attached to them. Raheem Mostert plus George Kittle yards. <laughs> Or Damian Williams plus Travis Kelsey yards. I don't. I started with Evan last time. This one's much harder. Mike, I'm gonna go to you. Damian Williams plus Travis Kelsey total yards, or Raheem Mostert plus George Kittle total yards. I'm gonna go with Mostert and Kittle total yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I like the fact that Kansas City Chiefs defense is exposed to the run and George Kittle is always open. I mean, the dude's he's always a beast. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I I, 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 yeah, those those are really, I mean, he's the number one receiver at it on the team and the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey. He's probably the number two receiver on the team outside of uh, Tyreek Hill. All right, so you heard it here first close. Mike likes the Niners in this one. No rebuttal. Evan. Most certain Kittle, hands down. Most not even check, Not even close. Kittle and Kelsey is probably a wash. Mm-hmm. And then the 49ers offense leans on running with Mostert, whereas Kansas City just runs with Damian Williams to set up Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I thought this was a, was a spicy one until we all picked the Niners. And I picked the Niners because... The Chiefs' defense is weak in the middle of the field, so they're gonna. The Niners are going to make headaches, and the only way for I think Mostert and Kittle to not be it is if, for whatever reason, Tevin Coleman, who is, to quote the 49ers, quote, good to go from his separated shoulder or his dislocated shoulder, it's if he gets a ton of carries. But I don't know if that is gonna happen. I think it's gonna be a Mostert and Kittle game uh, with the dash of Debo Samuel. Whereas for the uh, Chiefs, I see it being a Kelsey and Tyreek Hill game with a dash of Damian Williams. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're all taking the Niners on this one. Yep. Book yes. it. The Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. No. All right. That's been the Football Absurdity Podcast. It's over. <laughs> no. All right. Next one. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? Uh, yes is, uh, plus 250. No is minus 250. And this was, um, Mike's, uh, call. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Mike on this one. Let's see what, what he's thinking on his own prop bet. You know, I usually when there's a, a close game, um, and you know, this, this game, I, I obviously don't think it's going to be close. So, with that said, when there's a close game, two-point conversions usually, you know, linger. I don't believe that's going to be the case. So since it's going to be a blowout, then I'm going to say no. There will not be a two-point conversion try. No. Oh, is uh, you say no try or no successful conversion? Um, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's two two separate different things. Um, I'm going to say, ooh, I didn't think about that. I'm going to say there's going to be uh, not a successful one. There will be a try, but not a successful one. Is, not- this, a, is this a real bet you found? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Evan, what do you think? No is minus 300. Yes is plus 250. I like the yes plus 350. I, I like mean, the- for those who don't know odds, that the plus is how much profit you make on a $100 bet. So if you bet 100 and it's plus 250, they'll give you 350 back, including your original house. And uh, if, if you have some trouble understanding that, a lot of the online betting sites, especially the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can click on a bet. And you can put in how much you want to wager, and it'll tell you what your profit will be if you win. So that helps you kind of learn as see it in action as well. I don't so, like the th- negative 300 for no. That seems high. Well, Evan, enough filibustering. Oh, yes. Yes, plus 250. Yes, plus 250. Yeah. I, I think am, it's better than a one in four shot of that. Yes. I'm, I am also going yes because I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. And I think it's going to be one of those things where there somebody will want to go for two to try to catch up from maybe a, a missed point after or to get to the other team faster. Um, so I think there will be one. If the Chiefs do it, I think it will be successful. If the 49ers do it, I'm less than uh, um, bullish on their uh, their ability to pull that off. Because as Mike pointed out astutely earlier, they have a red zone problem which uh, we won't get into, but the, the Niners do have a red zone problem when it, gets, when it gets tight. When things get tight, Niners have a problem unless they can run it down your throat, which luckily, most of the time, they can run it down your throat. All right, Evan. Oh, so I said last night in the chat, uh, the group chat, I said, hey, uh, you know, when you guys get your prop bets in, just FYI, I did two regular ones and one kind of silly one. Evan didn't listen because he put two silly ones in here. Because last touchdown scored, Levine Toy Lolo, plus 10,000. Take it. Take it. It's money in the bank. Money in yeah. the bank. Remember, Shanahan used the six foot eight toilet in a low, low, low to vulture TDs in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And they, uh, and they always go to their secret weapon in the Super Bowl. People always bust out their secret guy. And it's the hands and height of totally low, 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 low. Well, does it, does it, uh, he has caught all of his targets this year. I will give you yeah, that. He had like nine targets. He had two no, he had targets. Two targets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The secret weapon. That's what they're doing. You know Shanahan can use him. He's six foot eight. I'll, I take, mean, I'll take 100 to one odds on that. You'll take, uh, you'll take a plus 10,000, 100 to one odds. Yeah, those are kind of the odds that I would need for a guy who has uh, probably just eyeballing this, probably 300, 250 snaps all year, if that many. And uh, a lot of those are on special teams. So uh, I will uh, not be taking that bet. I will keep that because here's the thing. Nothing gained, nothing ventured, but or nothing ventured, nothing gained. But I also don't have to throw away money and try to bet, trying to trying to keep my sanity uh, rooting for an Levine, a Levine toy Lolo touchdown. And then you have to, it's, notice how it's last touchdown, too. It's not yeah, just last a touchdown. touchdown. So then you have yeah. to root for no one else to score. It's yeah, so, horrible. so the Niners, let's say it's, you know, four seconds left on the clock. The Niners are at the seven-yard line. They're down, uh, uh, they're down by four. So I'm like, all right, very specifically, Levine Toy Lolo. And he doesn't even show up on the field, and I'm apoplectic before the, you know, the snap even happens. <laughs> so... 
Uh, but there's a penalty, and then the Niners get it again at the two, and then Levine Toilolo scores the touchdown. Mike, what do you think? Oh. Levine Toilolo scoring the last touchdown, 100 to one odds. You know why not? Why not? Let's have a little fun. You know, yeah. some dude, Levine Toyolo, Toyota man scores the well, touchdown. Heck yeah! Does Le- Levoy, Levi's Toyota. Levi's Toyota. Levi's Levi's Toyota with the last touchdown. All right, let's run it back. All right, so let's get our our fun prop bets out of the way. Number of faux or yeah, let's fake... get over this fun stuff so we can get yeah. back to the not fun stuff. No, this is the fun stuff. Let's get that out of the way. Let's say let's say uh, Levi's Toyota again. Levi's Toyota. Toyota. All right. So number of fake Andy Reid's shown. Andy Reid, any fat guy he throws on a mustache, a giant uh, red jacket. Some walrus tusks. Yeah, a hat uh, and some glasses. Looks like Andy Reid. So I have a feeling there's going to be some fake Andy Reid's shown in this one. And I put the over-under at two and a half fake Andy Reid's. And that's not them going back to the same guy. That's two and a half distinct fake Andy Reid's that they show in this one. And I'm going... To ask you guys what you think before I give my answer. Evan, what do you think? Over or under two and a half? It's a popular thing to do. Yeah. So over? over. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? I have two questions. Okay. Number one. Or do you do? uh, (laughs) Number one is, do if they show one person or do they have to be different people? And how do we know that they're different people from from close-ups that are in the fans that are dressed like Andy Reid. They'll, I mean, we'll be able to tell. I mean, because you can tell from context clues, the people around him, all that stuff. That there's one gonna... without breasts, one with breasts, and one kid. That Perfect. way you know. That well, the over. Let's, let's be clear here. If you're doing an Andy Reid impression without oh, yeah, breasts, I don't true. think you have the body type right. to do an Andy Reid impression. <laughs> uh, so I, and my this... second question, does... Is the Kool-Aid Man commercial? <laughs> does that count as the real Andy Reid or the fake Andy Reid? Well, then we get into if there's a walrus in a commercial, does that count as a fake Andy Reid? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will allow walruses and and the Kool-Aid Man to, to count as Andy Reid's. Well, then I got to go the over on this. Over? Yeah. All right. Definitely got to go the over. I'm going the over as well because I sort of like a number of people to throw a pass is going to start at two. I think this is going to start at two because there is a video going around of Eric Stone Street from Modern Family Cam on Modern Family dressing up like Andy Reid. I think that gets shown. I think once you're out of once they're out of that, they will cut to at least one fan in the stands dressed like Andy Reid. I'm just banking on there being a second fan in the stands dressed like Andy Reid that they cut to. Or a walrus commercial, I guess. Or a Kool-Aid commercial. Which, where's Kool-Aid getting the money to have a Super Bowl commercial? That's what I want to know. They sell packets of sugar for a dollar. Where, 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 where are they getting Super Bowl commercial money? That's what I want to know. Maybe Andy Reid like, donated them some so he can get like a special benefit. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so we're all going over on that one. Every year, I think I have great over-unders and great prop bets, and then we universally all end up on one side of it. So I'm just learning that I would not do very well in Vegas. So Mike wants to know, who is going to win the Puppy Bowl? We got yeah. 
Team Rough with a plus seven and a half and Team Fluff, who are uh, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Team Rough is an even bet. Team Fluff is a negative 140. So, uh, Evan, let's start with you. Team Rough or Team Fluff? So for people who don't know, the Puppy Bowl is Animal Planet's halftime show of the Super Bowl where they have dogs carrying toys on a football field and they score like that. Uh, you know, Team Rough won last year, but Team Fluff is won two of the last three years. So it's pretty even over here. Uh, let's see. I think it's going to be Team Rough. They've got the momentum. Team Rough? Okay. Yeah. So Team Rough uh, with the points? I mean, they're, they're seven and a half. Uh, oh, no, they're are, – are, sorry. I I read that wrong. Team Team Rough is seven and a half point underdogs. Huh? Yeah. Underdog. Oh, then I'm t- I, oh, yeah. Hey, I didn't, hey, I didn't hey, read that part. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> underdogs. Yeah. Underdogs. Yeah. Like underdogs. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Thank you. I'm not letting you of, step on. I'm not letting you step on that one. That pun was kind of rough. <laughs> um, I know, <laughs> but but let's be clear here, Evan. At this point, this is all just fluff. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, give me seven and a half and Team Rough. All right, I'd take it on even line, even. Yeah, oh wow, look at this guy, Mike. What do you think? I'm going to go with back-to-back champions for the Lombardi Trophy. Team Fluff, who won last last year, fifty-nine to fifty-one going to win this year they are the fluff heads i am with mike team fluff and i have a very scientific process i went through all the dogs on team rough and all the dogs on team fluff and there's a dog named ferris on team fluff looks kind of like my dog so uh, my dog last year rough one 59 51 Ooh. i don't know who's I... doing your statistics for this puppy Ooh. Bowl. Jeez, did i get but... that wrong what? Wow, Mike, this brings your your quality control for your statistics way into question, buddy. Totally. Oh my goodness. To be I'm honest, to be honest, this has been the last sense. episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. It's all it would make over. Make more sense for Fluff to have won because it's eight points, and that would expand the spread this year. Who has to sit there and spread the puppy ball? Do you think they just open it even and let the fans decide? Let the betters decide, or what? Like, <laughs> let the betters decide. I can't believe they pay somebody to. Spread the puppy bowl. Oh boy! So, all right, all right. So, Evan is te- on an scared. island. Evan is on an island with Team Rough. I'm on Rough uh, Island. Me and me and Mike are Team Fluff. We're a couple it's Fluff. Heads, though. Yeah. So Evan's prop bet is he wants to know if there will be more roughing the passer calls or holes in one at the Phoenix Open. I trust the Phoenix Open is happening this weekend, Evan. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back to that. Okay. It's, uh, Bovada was taking bets of it, bets on it. Let's so. start. Well, it sounds like you've got more details. Yep, for the end. Well, how are we supposed to make bets if the details are at the end? It's the bet. That's the bet they were taking. Roughing the passer calls or holes in one. I'm going roughing the passer. How come? Because I don't think there'll be a hole in one at the Phoenix Open. Mike, what's your thought? Yeah, I, holes in one. I, I mean, I I don't pay attention to golf like at all. But to me, holes in one comes like every once in a great moon. So I'm gonna go with roughing the passenger call. Maybe that, three to one. Yeah, that was my exact line of thought at first. I was like, there'll be like zero or one holes in one. There'll probably be like one or two roughing the passer calls. Then I crunched the numbers, and I came out on the other side. There's 144 golfers, and uh. 
they're assuming they cut down as about 72, which is a good estimate. There will be just under 8,000 holes played. A PGA golfer hits a hole in one every 3,000 holes. So that's two to three holes in one that we could, that the stats say will happen in this tournament. I don't think there'll be three roughing the passer calls. So now I'm the holes in one. And it's fun because after I ran the numbers, I realized that they've already played a day of, because I couldn't find this bet and it was making me mad when I was doing the show notes. They've already played a single day, one fourth of the Phoenix Open. So really? we can kind of get some real time. Yeah, we can get a real time answer to, to our bet. There was a hole in one. Oh. Yeah. This so one's already... off the board. Yeah. <laughs> off yeah. the board. Yeah. Off the board. I just I just like to have off I could... the board. <laughs> uh, Evan, so, yeah, you tricked us. Well, I didn't. I, I came up you with tri- my estimate before I figured out that the, it was actually playing. To be fair, I ran the numbers yesterday. Preposterous. Uh, Preposterous. (laughs) The numbers say that, yeah, there should be more holes in one than roughing the passer calls. This is how you're going to treat us. In the last five minutes. (laughs) I thought it would be delightful. And what's been a a good episode, you hoodwink us. And then I realized the Super Bowl has already been played. So who won? Who won? (laughs) I feel like I would have known this. Yeah, no. Do you have Kansas the sports City, manual the for time machine and beat everybody? So, Mike, do you feel more hoodwinked or bamboozled by this flimflam that Evan just pulled on us? I feel bamboozled. Bamboozled. I feel pretty uh, ham hoodboozled. That's interesting because that works because Bavada had hoodwinked at negative two hundred and bamboozled at plus three fifty. So <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, that's enough of this. That's enough of this. All right. <sighs> okay, boys. So this is it. Next time we talk, the 49ers will be Super Bowl champions. Because if they're not, we're never five years. We are never talking <laughs> ever again. <laughs> oh, I always so, step on your joke. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm really wrong today. Evan, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm used to it at this point. I'm used to you uh stepping all over my my uh my jokes, my intros, my outros, my transitions. Evan's got some clown shoes on, just stepping all over everything. So all right, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back in the bonus episode feed next week. We'll talk about the Super Bowl, probably talk a little bit extra because i don't think we can uh either one of me or mike is not going to want to talk about the super bowl next week so that's the only thing that it comes down to (laughs) (laughs) so uh thanks for listening um again uh just a couple plugs uh patreon.com slash football absurdity if you liked what you heard here today you can get more of it uh you can just sign up there and you'll get a download it's three bucks a month that helps us out a lot uh another thing that helps us fanduel.com slash football absurdity uh uh, go ahead, deposit some money. You'll get five bucks. We'll get some cash and it'll help us keep this thing going. But most importantly, download, tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review. There's only one way we can grow this. And since we don't have a marketing budget, it's going to be you guys. <laughs> so we greatly appreciate you guys helping us out with that. So with that in mind, thanks for listening. For Mike, for Evan, this is Jeff and you have a good one. Bye-bye. Go Niners!